there comes a point when there is just nothing more that you can do. Maybe you followed the warning signs. Maybe you didn't. But there is a moment of reckoning that comes. For decades, the nation had been crumbling from the inside. Wealthy people counted on their money and their possessions to keep them safe. The moral leadership of the nation no longer served the common good. Religious leaders all claimed to be prophets. All of them said they, they spoke for God. But as a mentor of mine once said, you're only a prophet if you're right. Meanwhile, a new empire was rising in the east, and the day came when it made its move. For years, Jeremiah had warned all about this, and he had gotten himself into all sorts of trouble by preaching doom, that unless the nation began to concern itself with widows and orphans, with the needs of the poor, the nation would indeed fall. For years, he preached that. Others, claiming to be prophets, said that Jeremiah was all wrong, and they encouraged the king to stay the course. And then the moment came, that point when Babylon's invasion began, and it was too late. The end was coming. And it was in that moment that the prophet, Jeremiah, wrote these oddly hopeful words. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill my gracious promise with the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous branch from David's line, who will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is what he shall be called. The Lord is in our righteousness. Jeremiah wasn't saying that the end of the nation wasn't coming. Israel and Judah, the two Jewish king kingdoms, were donezo. However, their end came with the promise of eventual new life. As we approach Christmas this year, we're going to be turning each week to the prophets of old. As we face our moment in time, what can we learn from their experience? What wisdom for a living right now can, can we glean? Jeremiah, he, he wasn't popular. He was actually seen as sort of a, an unpatriotic collaborator with the Babylonians. He preached doom and gloom, and he was right. The nation fell, and that's all there was to it. Once Jeremiah realized that the old way of life was truly ending, that the moment of reckoning had come, that the nation wasn't going to pull out, his message shifted, and, and you heard it this morning. He begins to prepare people to prepare the people who would survive, who would go on. 
Christmas is coming, and Jesus' birth marked the beginning of the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy, that a righteous branch of David's line would return and do what was just and right. And at its core, this new story would be the old story, the old hope for justice and righteousness in this world. A hope that the people have God have held on to for thousands of years. But that time was not yet here. Tyrants would come. Human dignity would be torn apart. The, the people would be torn apart. So Jeremiah prepared those who would listen. There were and there are all these voices competing for attention today. Politicians of all stripes have to say more and more inflammatory things in order to get attention. And, and so many people claim to be prophets that they, they know what's going to happen. So many try to sell us their version of facts or the truth. They, they sell it on social media and the news, what have you. But the truth will out in time. You're only a prophet if you're right. God has a story too, and it is written over the pages of history. Over the rise and fall of nations, religions. God has a story rooted in the common good, the, the care of widows and orphans, the poor. It's a story that prophets have shared since the beginning. The question for right now is, what, what story are you listening to? Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and in a worship series we're calling The Inn. The whole series is based on the message of biblical prophets that will lead us to the story of Jesus' birth when there was no room at the inn, no room for those without means or money. Jeremiah advised people to prepare themselves for the days ahead by making room. Because the day is coming, coming soon, when you will need to let go, make room for a new story. You'll need to let go of your old stereotypes of poor people being lazy. You'll need to let go of the prejudice that we are all infected with, whether we Admit it or not, we're all infected with prejudice in race or ethnicity. You need to let go of the cult of celebrity and the, the game of politics. The day is coming when the old social constructs will no longer serve. And you will need to make room for a new story. And that is what Jeremiah preached so long ago. Jeremiah was talking to people who were so broken, so tied to an old life that would be gone soon. And he was telling them to, to go, to go back to kindergarten and relearn everything they thought they knew. This was the story that Jeremiah was telling. Some listened, took it to heart, most didn't. The truth is, for those of us with a degree of means and money, we are, literally, we are invested in the old story. And so I'll speak for myself. 
My life has followed a path of generations before me who valued education that led to careers that paid you fairly and you counted that laws were fair and just. And there was a, there was a right way of doing things. And we, we people like me, we wanted to believe that that way, that that path was open to everyone, even though that was a lie. And a path built on lies needs to end. I cannot deny that I am invested in that old story, in the way things have been. So Jeremiah tells me to listen to God's story and to make room because the moment of reckoning is at hand. In order to prepare to live in a new way, you you have to make room, tossing out aspects of the old life, the life that I expected and I invested in, to prepare for a new story. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Teach it to me because you are the God who saves me. I put my hope in you all day long. There is a tradition in the Eastern Church that you begin this season with Advent with a nativity fast. It's something I've never done before. I usually associate fast with the Christian season of Lent. But here's the idea. The idea is that to For a person to prepare for something new, to to make room for Christ, they have to make room to fast, to clean out something, to make room in the end for something else. So what I want to suggest to you today is this. What is something in your life that you know is not useful or healthy? Just something that you can name. I'll give you a moment. What comes to mind? What truth is the God who saves you wanting you to make room for? Is there something, some idea, some expectation for how things should be that you've been hanging on to that you just need to let go? I think lots of people right now are examining their lives and reprioritizing. It's good. So I invite you on this first Sunday of Advent as we head into the Christmas season to make room in your life, to look at your life and make room for new hope. Amen.